the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. I'm going to keep reminding you about this because it's so important. Next Saturday, uh, we have a blood drive here at Millburgers from 10 to 3. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center will be here, and they will be uh, do- taking blood donations. You can make an appointment online, or you can... Um, also, uh, just show up. Uh, and um, is that new or just show seem, up? No, or? just show up seems to be new. I think <laughs> I think they've changed. Just bring your blood. Bring your blood with you. Yeah, don't leave it at home because they don't they, they don't want to go back and pick it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. Uh, I think I, I think the last time we did it, they were they had changed to where you could show up. Mm-hmm. But the one before that, it was appointment only. But now it's both. So there's there's no excuse. They're getting more and more efficient in terms of yeah, uh, this, getting people in and out. Yeah. The city has officially declared a state of emergency for the blood uh, levels in San Antonio. Uh, especially, uh, I think, um, there was some correlation, and I apologize for not reading the article more thoroughly, between COVID and blood donations, not in giving, but needing them. Uh, I don't know if transfusions or I don't know. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, so um, uh, if you can, come on out and uh, donate. Go to com and you'll learn all about the details on what the nice prizes are as a thank you gifts, and you'll also learn uh, more about the blood drive as well and how to even register. And then at the same day from 10 to 11.30, not da- Davey. I know. I was going to let you guess. David Rodriguez. David will be here. David Rodriguez will be doing a. Get you all joked up there. It does a little bit. He'll be doing <laughs> a, a seminar called Planting Fruit Trees, which will be uh, outside the amphitheater. If the weather is not permitting, it will be in the greenhouse. So and one way or another. We certainly got the examples of looks like every kind of fruit tree that's yeah, available. Yeah, didn't he, though? I saw that. Yeah, lots and lots of selection here. Yeah. Um, so uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com to, to learn more about that. All right. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Gentlemen, how was your week? Anything exciting in the 
horticultural world. Do we know the? Do we know the? Uh, I'm sorry, you were going to say something, Calvin. I'll let you, and then remind. No, me. I just said the, the the strange weather just continued. You know, right? Uh, I guess because it's right on the edge of the freeze, yeah. and, and some places got a little more of a dose, and and then then other places, and uh, even in neighborhood, the same neighborhoods uh, looked like some differences in damage. And again, we, I guess we should realize that it it happens. It seems like it happens all the time. If the freeze comes early in the winter weather, uh, then quite often the the damage is kind of unpredictable. When it comes later, it seems to be more predictable. Even though this is kind of in the middle of the the real winter, <laughs> but before the before the freeze came, it was it was hardly. A winter. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. just a pretty, pretty, pretty mild. mild. And I think we had, was it Thursday night or Thursday early, Wednesday night, Thursday morning? It was supposed to be below, at freezing or just below, until from like 9 to 6. So that's a lot of hours, isn't it? That's Yeah, that's that's probably part of it. And Dennis certainly may, made it clear to <laughs> us. Yes. Keep getting his analysis of the... Yes, our, the hours. Our researcher and now meteorologist, Dennis, uh, <laughs> was uh, sending us the weather. But, uh, you know, and we usually, when we've, we talked about this quite a bit, we usually get the, the snapdragon and the stock paws in bloom, and uh, that's, that's what they're doing. They look kind of beat up, and if you're patient with them, I expect they'll be, they'll be back in, in the bloom. But then there's some of the plants I wouldn't expect to have as much damage or mm-hmm. showing, you know, cyclamen <laughs> and uh, oh, what are what are some of the other ones that that we've seen? I um, guess people are holding on to the cyclamen, thinking that some buds may have not gotten frozen. Yeah, well, <laughs> Kevin making a face over here. Well, I have to have to admit that I just thought they were pretty invincible because of all these years. And the, it seems like more severe freezes have showed up. But then then uh, this little freeze just barely below 32 seems to have done a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. The buds, as Jerry has explained many times, the, the buds are in kind of layers, the ones that are blooming mm-hmm. on cyclamen. And then there's... Then there's uh, Actually, at least two levels underneath them, and uh, what your hope is that they they bloom to full extent, and then they're automatically replaced. The real problem comes in if the freeze gets the blooms, mm-hmm. and if the real real problem if they get the buds oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Then you got nice nice leaves sometimes, yeah. but that's all you got. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. We go all the way now to Johnson City. We got Johnson City Joe on the line. For uh, those who were predicting his demise last week, Jerry, uh, <laughs> he's apparently alive. We'll test that now. Joe, how are you doing? Joe, are you there? Hey, this isn't Joe. Oh, hey, okay. He thought I was Joe. Oh, okay. Well, that's anyway. are you in, are you in Johnson City? <laughs> no, I'm in Harper. We beat Johnson City in basketball. Woo! Oh, you went there. Uh oh. Okay, now you're going to get Joe all riled up. Well, is your name Joe? No. 
<laughs> I don't know. Is he drinking this morning? <laughs> I'm not sure now. All right. Well, Harper Harry is on the line. How are you doing today? Done fine. Hey, I want to plant some onions in a bed that's uh, that's known for having a thick growth of rescue grass. Of course, I got the rescue grass all killed out or all plowed up, but I want to put the onions in there. But what's a good pre-emergent to put on after I plant the onions to keep the rescue grass at bay? What kind of grass is it? Rescue, rescue. grass. Oh, rescue grass. Well, it eventually dies. In the, when yeah, the but it'll take over onions, I believe, before it dies. And that stuff grows pretty good in there. <laughs> is it not germinated already, the rescue grass? Yes, it did germinate, but I dug it up. But I know. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I and, and a lot of places, the rescue grass that had had germinated got beat by that cold weather mm-hmm. a bit. So I guess I'm expecting some new germination too. Well, I, it does every. I've dug it up, and it's just a constant battle, and I'm getting tired of doing that. I wanted to take an easy way out and just. Uh, well, we 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 used to say we used to say a maze, but a maze is hard to find now. Uh, there's something called crew, but you got to be you better be careful with that. That's got several herbicides in it, and I don't I don't know how it reacts to the onions. Are we gonna when are we gonna are we gonna have a conversation with the uh, the, the chief onion growers? Yeah, yeah. See. I wrote the article yesterday. Oh, okay. So is there is there any indication any kind of herbicide that would be? He, uh, he they sell uh, at Dixondale Farm. dot com. They sell a herbicide, but I think they're using yeah. stuff like corn gluten and oh. stuff that doesn't work. Right. That's what they have, and, and yeah. I've used that, and it's okay. But no, uh, that, it's over a dollar pound. Yeah, it's not okay. Uh, dimension. It's a, it's a good fertilizer, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Let's see. Not doesn't control the weeds. Look at look at the uh, the label of dimension. But I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not familiar with any that would work. Now that uh, comes up from a seed, right? Her rescue grass. Rescue grass does. Yeah. You'd have to plant your onions. And then after you plant them, put on the herbicide. Yeah. Right. We don't know really how sensitive the the, the The transplanted onion is. I don't know. I don't think it'd be. You don't think it'd be affected at all? But it's not on the label count. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) What what, uh, Jerry's bringing to our attention that. If if onions aren't on the label of these herbicides we're talking about, then then we should not be recommending them. That's right. We could go to jail, right? To get well, is there a horticulture jail? Or, 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 or very least lose our license. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jerry misplaced his license, so I don't yeah, think that, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't need no stinking <laughs> license. <laughs> but, you could uh, probably use- is there something you would use for, like, tomatoes? If you had some tomatoes, you would put some pre-emergent in? After, no. After you put and we, the and we don't recommend in. it either. Yeah, well, um, the, the thing about it is it's uh, um, 
you, it's better to use a hoe or either uh, use a thick thick layer of mulch. Yeah, if you've got uh, live oak leaves, uh, that's one of the best. But uh, or yeah. rescue grass. Oh, okay. well, yeah, rescue grass too. Yeah, it won't come through that. Yeah. Uh, also, I got a lot of mulch. <laughs> uh, okay, you can use mulch. Or another thing you can do is, uh, how big did you say the bed was? Oh, it's not. It's probably about five feet by twenty feet. Oh, okay. Well, another thing you can do is put uh, uh, black plastic over it before it, yeah, and then plant then plant the onions through the plastic. In there, yeah. So much for my uh, bragging on how easy onions are to <laughs> plant and take care of. Well, it depends on the problem you have. Yeah. Yeah, depends on how lazy you are. I mean, I'm, I'm getting pretty. Well, just lay out. Well, that'll warm the soils up, and the onions will grow better. Yeah, I had no, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I know it's true. You know, well, if you if you're feeling like it, uh, do a little experimenting. I don't know if you got anything at at home already, and any of those products we mentioned. Trace, you got any other ideas? All I heard was onions. He's <laughs> trying to. Yeah, he's trying to find to a pre-emergent with uh, for rescue grass to so he can plant onions in the same place. Uh, corn gluten? No, okay. we've already told him that. Uh, don't well, that's the only one that I can think of that's going to be approved. Oh. He's, he's tried it. Yeah. Now, granted, he'd be planting an onion slip, which is already growing. So the yeah, that's what I'm planning. I've got yeah, the, the yeah. pre-emergent might not, but the key word is might not. Yeah, be a problem. We don't know that because they're they're root inhibitors. Does. So you know, it's, it's specifically a root inhibitor. So anytime you're trying to grow something that's not already established, it's never a good idea to combine the two. Oh yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, well, when you if you figure something out like that, then call us up and tell us, and we'll take credit for it. So, <laughs> so here's what my wife did. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh, she, she's got all these plumerias. Yeah. So plumerias look like little trees with trunks. So she planted onions about two, two and a half inches from the edge of the pot. Okay. All the way around. Okay. And that way she can harvest uh, every second and third one, and that'll give her room to get the bigger ones but all on the edge of existing containers. And they're surprisingly attractive in that kind of a situation, too, the yeah. onions, green onions. And they look like gangbusters right now because all my plumeria are in the greenhouse, so the onions are <laughs> green and fertile. But he's got a he's got a relatively large 5 by 20 plot. Uh, but Sir, I, if, you use a, if you use a black plastic and plant through the black plastic, uh, of course, you want to moisten the soil before you do this, and uh, be sure you fertilize it. Yeah. Uh, a new recommendation is uh, Osmocote Plus, and uh, you know you always talk about side dressing onions with a uh, readily released uh, herb uh, fertilizer, and. Uh, but with the plastic on there, that's going to be hard to do. So if you use Osmocote, you'll only have to do it once when you plant. And then I hate to tell you not to grow anything in there this summer, but you can always solarize it during the summer. Put some black plastic yeah. over it and cook it. Yeah, I might have to do that. 
All righty. Good luck. Hello. Tell us what, and Thank tell you. us your first name again so we know. You're, I think you're our caller. Fred. No, it's not his first name. What's your Lloyd. first name? Lloyd? Lloyd. Yeah. Lloyd from Harper. Okay. How Lord are have mercy. <laughs> How are things in Harper today? Beautiful. When did y'all beat Beautiful. Johnson City in basketball? Oh, one day this past week. I forget. Okay. Well, that's maybe... Joe's probably pouting. Or... He may be. And I, hey, to be honest, I really don't know the score, but I'm just saying that because they probably did. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Thanks, Lloyd. You take care. Okay, good luck, uh, Lloyd. Let us know if it uh, you get any kind of striking results. Well, now we're going to get a phone call what the score was. and he, Yeah. He uh, might be right. He might be wrong. <laughs> we hope so. Thanks, Lloyd. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And Trace is with us. What's going on, Trace? Uh, I just keep looking at all the different trucks that are supposed to show up. So our whiskey barrel truck that was supposed to show up this week now is next week. Oh, okay. Uh, we are supposed to get a very good selection of three-gallon crepe myrtles this, this week. Oh, good. Okay. And then a balance will come in next week. So unlike normal, they normally won't ship them until they're leafed out and all that. I convinced them to uh, ship them early. That way we could have, uh, have them leaf out here. People could have a better selection, even though the... Most people will only buy them with the bloom on them, but we'll, we'll still have a good selection uh, earlier than that. Well, that's in the old days. People got over that. Now. And then will you have a good selection of fruit trees when David Rodriguez oh, is here? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so <laughs> everything that showed up is gonna is all we're going to get. So it's, there's uh, oh, but there's so some holes. Okay. So we sent a few of the apples back because they weren't quite as good as we would want to sell anybody. Oh, okay. Well, oh. if you didn't and have any some holes, of the, you'd have room, no room for anything else. There's so many fruit some trees. Of the, uh, some of the uh, peach trees didn't show up. Hmm. So, uh, That's got to be frustrating. I well, I don't recall seeing Red Baron show up. Uh-oh. You're going to break Jerry's heart with I that. I know. But some, ho- some fool has got in, uh, got in front of ho- us. Ho- ho- well, hopefully they're in the truck with the crepe myrtles that, that come in this week. <laughs> is this uh, uh, coming out of Tennessee or... I believe this is from, like, the Dallas-Fort Worth area because this, oh, this okay. is the guy we normally would get our pecans from, and he said every one of them froze last year. Wow. So in Tennessee, they'd have been prepared for it. Yeah. But not in Texas. Okay. Yeah, a lot of those fruit trees. We got a, an e- email from one of our listeners, and, uh, you know, I never you. Use preen, but he says it's approved for vegetable gardens. So I think he's I'll, right. I think he's right. He is right, but you know what it is? Um, corn gluten. Corn gluten. Oh, okay. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> that, well, that's a much more preen is a much more Im- impressive name. <laughs> name than corn gluten. <laughs> I think it used to be something else in it, but then they had to change it to corn gluten. Ah. Okay. Huh. Well, it's uh, and then it, it sounds like Lloyd had already tried that. Yeah, I don't think he was. So he was happy with the results. Pretty much sure he's stuck with the uh, solarization, or he could do the. I always forget the name. Over the top. I think it's over the top. Yeah, that uh, that's like a one of grass. It's a grass killer that's approved to to spray over most vegetables. I don't know about onions. Oh, specifically, but you could spray it around vegetable plants, and if you accidentally hit one, most who's cases that, they're who's fine. The manufacturer of that. Uh, Fertilum. Long. Yeah, it's it's in there. We never sell very many in a year, uh-huh. but uh, it technically is a herbicide to spray over or approved to spray around most vegetables. I'm sure there's a specific list that they're tested on, though. Yeah, I wonder if you if they uh, categorize onions as a 
That's what grass I'd be. Like, that's what I'd be worried about. Yeah, so, grass uh, like weed. But I know yeah. it's. I know it lists out a lot of things that it's that's safe to spray around, which is a, a lot of the vegetables. But I just don't know if onions are on that. That's supposed to kill only grasses, right? Yes. <clears throat> then again, he could probably do a Roundup that only is glyphosate. Put up a piece of cardboard between the onion and the grass, and go out at that route too. And protect <laughs> the onion. Well, I've got good news on my weed-free zone, you know, that I yeah. sprayed while it was warm and not windy and whatever on my, uh, I can't remember that, uh, not broom grass. Uh, bed straw? Uh, bed straw. Wood, bed yeah. straw. Bed straw. And uh, I went out and looked at it yesterday, and... Uh, the bed straw is laying flat on the ground. Wow! You know, it's it's kind of green, but it's it's not just the it's, it's, not, not, it's not just the cold weather. No, because that because so. my uh, rescue grass is kind of doing that, <laughs> plopping down. So, but it looks like I got a good coverage. But you it. had a good you had good luck with that in the oh, past years yeah. too. It kills it pretty quick. All right, cool. We got, we got an endorsement I, for the. Uh, I've got what good was it news. Uh, Trace, free zone. Trace could share us with us. <laughs> <laughs> David's going to be here next weekend. Yeah, and he's going to tell us the name of the rodeo tomato. Or? Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be great. I got a bunch ordered already. I just don't know the name. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> rodeo tomato for twenty twenty two. Never gets old. <laughs> it, it really does. But the, <laughs> but the interesting, the new, the the good news, yeah. the really good news, is you know how I was starting to badmouth tycoon. Yeah. Because I was trying to get everybody to. You were premature in your badmouthing. Yeah. Good. Again. Okay. Good. So they've got uh, they found seed. I have transplants already, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have uh, have seed. They found seed, a new supply of seed, another supply of seed. So uh, we're gonna have. Looks like tycoon. I don't know for how long or how much seed they got, but uh, they had told me there were there there was gonna be a I mix can, up. I can see it now. You're gonna have your uh, recording there, or little <laughs> messages, tycoon. Ten flats, yeah. <laughs> Calvin. You know. So we're we're, we're going to change the recording on the hug me tree. Oh, we'll put it in there. <laughs> That's right. Hug me for specials this week. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. Trace, don't go anywhere. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We'll be back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Snakes and frogs, and that ain't what it takes to love me. You fool, you fool. I don't like spiders and snakes. And, and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And if you don't like spiders, snakes, roaches, rats, <laughs> fleas, scorpions, and you've got them in your home, or you want to keep them out of your home. 
Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you out. The Spider-Man has been doing it since 1976. Warren Rebbe and the family have been helping San Antonio families keep insect and pest free uh, for all these years. And you can uh, find out more about all the stuff that they do. I like the best fact is they look at the approach holistically. And that's what a couple of people have told me. Not only what's causing the problem and taking care of that, but also uh, kind of where it's coming from. So it's, if you got roaches... They're going to find out where they're coming in and begin to treat that. So they'll treat the whole house, if you will. At Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Or find out all the things they do at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 8867. You heard the ad. Uh, Millburgers is going to be the home of the uh, the blood drive uh, next week here at Millburgers, and they've got some nice things uh, to thank you for uh, for doing that and coming out and donating blood. Uh, and uh, let's see. I'm going to look at the ad. I'm I'm at the website I always tell you to go to, which is millburgernursery.com, and uh, they've got nice thank you gifts uh, for donating blood. Uh, you can make an appointment, but walk-ins are welcome. Pro- appointments are preferred. And uh, honestly, either way will will be fine uh, for you. The appointments will move you quicker. Uh, just I had a young man show up early for it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he showed up today. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, but apparently he got a text saying something, and he got the dates confused. Oh, no. Well, we hope to have them on the show tomorrow. Hopefully yeah. they'll call in tomorrow and talk about the blood drive. And, and David, uh, too? What's that? David we, ought to call in today or tomorrow. Oh, good. I hope so. I'll text him and ask him if you will. We'll talk about it. Well, in the old days, you would have come early like this to get a parking spot. But now now that you've got the reservations and everything, it's much much easier. Last time they, last time we had the blood drive and speaker, and still the, the parking was rel- relatively easy. Well, this early in the year, it's, it should be, should be ample parking in, uh, for both events. It's, yeah, now they could they can still they wouldn't get their uh, uh, credit their their little gift for the bringing in their Christmas tree, but can they they still yeah drop I took off I took two in yesterday, and then they'll be recycled. Yep, uh, we'll get them ground up. Sounds good. Yep, and those who have their certificate can use them to till the end of February. I believe so. Yeah, so, and then you were pretty generous on the terms too. I think it could be. Uh, for the entire purchase, not just for one item, it probably excluded a couple things, but yeah. I don't remember. Uh, it's all, it's on there. Oh, is it on there? Good. That way, I can't. Re- I can't. That, that way, you don't have yeah. to remember. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, what else is going on? We mentioned the blood drive. Anything you're excited about? Any um, unadvertised specials? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Okay. You want to talk about them? Uh, if I can remember them all. <laughs> you can do it. Uh, Cyclamen and Primrose. Okay. I think are 488 and if you buy five or more, I believe it drops them to like $4 a piece. Okay. And uh, the Primrose still look great. The Cyclamen, uh, they can, uh, they're, they're going to rebloom, but the the cold kind of knocked off most of the blooms. Uh, pansies, I believe. Quartzized uh, mm-hmm. trailing Snapdragons. It's like violas and, yep, the trailing. Yeah. Geraniums? Uh, we have geraniums. Yeah, They're I saw the geraniums. They, all, they were they were bringing a bunch of Those are all Fantasias. So, oh, good. Uh, they're a little more expensive what than the other the ones. What were the pansies? 
Uh, right now it's a mix. We do have a hodgepodge uh, coming in this week as well on pansies. All right, let's see what else. We have uh, figs, I believe, on special. Mm-hmm. And we've got a grape on special. Victoria Red. And we've got some Two for berries mm-hmm. on special. Yep. And I got all my other one-gallon berries in this past week. Oh, yeah, because these are number three pot. The, yeah, and the one-gallons came in, so they're like fourteen ninety nine. Okay. So, uh, so different sizes, different varieties between them. How quickly do they grow? Berries grow very quickly, and out of all your fruit-producing stuff, I think that's one of the easiest ones to for anybody to grow. What's that, blackberry? Yes. So even I can grow it? Yes. Wow. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> Especially if you get the cow or the uh, thorny. Way. Yeah. You or brazos. Okay. But there are, again, there's some holes. So, like, they did not ship my raspberries. Oh. Um so hopefully they're on the next truck. If not, then I probably won't get any. Oh, okay. Uh, great selection of blueberries out there. Uh, and a, a mm-hmm. pretty darn good selection of uh, apples, peaches, pears, plums, Apple, nectarines. Peaches, pears, and plums. Apricots and nectarines. Okay. I think I combined that one. Oh, okay. Now the, the, or the, the blueberries are fun. If you're, somebody wants to, a bit of a challenge, but they uh relatively easy. Then plantanswers.com has a... A really good description on how how to plant them in a container with acid situation, mm-hmm. and, and we got all the materials spa- here. Sphagnum is available again, so sphagnum peat's good. Although they didn't package small ones for some reason, but I've got the larger bales. Oh, okay, yeah, because that's the thing you mix with it to right. acidify the soil. I always hey. like to use half potting mix and half uh, sphagnum peat moss. Cherry is always recommended half sand and half sphagnum people. Well, there's a wonderful article on plantsers.com. I tell people to go read that because I can never remember what's on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stay with us. Help us answer Franco's question at 210-308-8867. Hey, Franco, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing fine, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Just just a quick question. Uh, We just bought two uh, 15-gallon in container uh, pitosporums. And we uh, need to know, can I plant them this week, next month? Uh, what would be the best time to put them in the ground? Well, uh, do you think we're going to get cold like we did last year? I hope not, but who knows. All right, so then my answer would be leave them in the pot till there's no threat of freezing, then put them in the ground, and then they'll be able to take better cold the next time it comes around. Oh, and if you so. if you got other pressures on you, like your schedule is real tight and you you want to go the the chance that there's going to be a problem are, is pretty small but of course the last two years we've it's been we've been uh the <laughs> small chance has uh, done some damage so. so five of my six all leafed back out from last winter but they've been in the ground for probably 20 years uh yeah we lost we lost ours we had three big ones uh or 20 plus and uh they froze back so trying to replace them and hopefully they'll grow fast enough that uh, we'll get to see them. Oh, that's pretty quick, as long as they're in the sun. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the other thing. It's partial sun. So, if you, or if partial shade, I guess we call it. If, if you didn't want to procrastinate, then uh, I would just cover for... Because the new growth is far more susceptible to the cold uh-huh. than, than hardened off. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just wait a couple of weeks and, and see how the way it you know, goes. And, uh, of course, I'll keep them watered. And uh, uh, just one more question, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, 
I saw this plant that we went out to a museum someplace, and they're called tractor seed plants. They have huge uh, green, super dark green uh, uh, leaves that uh, look like a tractor seed. Uh, I don't know the yeah, botanical name to them. Do, uh, you know what I'm talking a, about? Acanthus. So, yeah. And, and there's no botanical acanthus. Uh, what is a tractor seed plant? Hang on. Let's see what Google says. Uh, leopard plant. Yeah. Okay. But I don't have a... Uh, oh, here. That look right? We're looking on the web right now. Does that look okay. like... Okay. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Well, there's different varieties of it, but yeah, that's basically okay. what he's talking about. Okay. Round, shiny leaves. Yeah, dark green. I mean, they're beautiful. Nice. Yeah, green. it looks very, it very looks dark like green. It looks like a good shade plant, which is primarily what I'm looking for. It is. Great. Yeah, definitely, Great. definitely a shade plant. What was the botanical? I just asked for the tractor seed, or is there another name I could use? Tiger, uh, you I, said. I want to say it's a a canthus of some sort. Hmm. Okay. And far, do you know far, 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 Farfugium. There we go. F a r f u g i u m. Oh, okay. Or giant I'll leopard just, plant. A giant leopard. Because I saw a spotted one. I said, "Well, that can't be it." Had a little, one little spot on the on the green. Oh. Maybe that's why it's called leopard. At different times, we'll have three or four different varieties of it. Uh And they all have different... Do you have any available uh, now here? All right. After last year, I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. But uh, historically, we'd get a hold of them in like uh, March or April. March or April. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for it. All right. Have you already purchased your Pettis Forum? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. I'm surprised you found them. I found a few. I've got, that I've got the biggest ones that they had, and they were maybe three and a half feet high. Okay, cool. All right, All right Franco, well, come visit us. We'll, we'll keep you informed. All right, All right. thank you. 210-308-8867. So we will have the so-named 2022 Rodeo Tomato here. Yes. Besides his name that you don't know. Oh, sorry, something <laughs> in my eye. Um, do you uh, Do you know any of the characteristics of it? Yeah, I've looked it up. All right. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Or can you? Oh, you can't even say what character. Is it a big tomato or a small tomato? Oh, it's big. It's a big tomato. Fresh okay. market, and they describe it as determinate. Okay. You know, most of our tomatoes, uh, like tycoon, and oh, yeah. are, are semi-determinate. Okay. And determinate is what we want? or Well, it's, well, it's desirable. Yeah. Okay. It's going to no. produce everything all at once. Oh, that's right. Okay. You don't have to. You don't yeah. want to baby it through the summer. You want to plant a new one for fall. Right. The heirloom is indeterminate. Uh, some? Yes. Okay. Okay. Indeterminate of how much production you're going to get. <laughs> I think our ruby crush is, is determinate. Is determinate? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I yeah. might be wrong, but I think most cherries are indeterminate. Yeah. That's most their, their, their oh, are Yeah, because they just grow and grow and grow. Except for the... Uh, uh, BHN 968. Yeah, that's uh, semi-described so as a determinant. So it's not a cherry. It's a full, big old... Oh, this one? new one? The new one, 2022, I think is what yeah, we're calling it now. it's a big one. Okay. Nothing else big you can tell us? Uh, I can tell you that it's not nematode-resistant. Okay. Like Tycoon is. Okay. So they were saying at first. I remember when Calvin recommended that tycoon, that people gave him a hard time. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, it's turned out to be a 
Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was. It's it was the celebrity a, of tomatoes. Really, kind of. An well, that thing came out right. Interesting. It was funny though. Yeah, thank I think you. I'm the only one who got it. I think you're right. It was an interesting story because Jerry <laughs> knew that it was going to be recommended, and I, then I had a commercial grower said, "Why aren't you guys recommending that this tycoon? We've used this as second. Oh, is that right? Really? It, it's just answering all the questions, and there, there was an insect that. Uh, that that was a problem, and uh, Tycoon had dealt with it, and yeah. uh, so I just brought it up and wrote about it, and Jerry, like he does, had that <laughs> s- yeah. smug look on his face, and, and uh, turned out it was a pretty popular. I always have a smug look on my face. That's true. Um, <laughs> I concur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I, the, the, the funny thing was, and then. For those who have joined the show late, as in number of years, yeah, he he gave you grief about it, and then our then our listeners kept calling in and oh, I love this tycoon tomato. This is great. I just want to tell you, this is a great choice. And suddenly his mind changed about it, and he kind of liked it then, didn't he? Um, anyway, that's not the way it went. That's the way I remember it. Is that the way you remember it? That you got grief until we got well, callers. No, I, I, he at some point let let me know that he had uh, done some research on it and had been involved in it. Was a good recommendation, but he kept ha- hassling oh. you on the er, and he, publicly he did not say he would make it clear <laughs> that he was still hassling him. Yeah, it, nothing's changed. Uh, including Tycoon, which is nice. There you go. All right. 210-308-8867. And Steve Brown got involved with it. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Steve won't plant anything else. Uh, Did he like the it. cherry tomatoes? Did he like the 968? Well, he li- he had liked one tomato before the Tycoon. Merced. Is that right? Merced, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he then we talked him in trying, trying to Tycoon. We couldn't get It's like anymore. he never heard of the Merced after before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It's always interesting since you guys are on the front line to know what kind of questions y'all are getting. Um, Most of it's been about cold the last couple of weeks. Still why, talking why, about why, why is my lemon, the leaves are all wilting? Mm-hmm. Well, did you cover it? Oh. That kind of stuff. Yeah, we were discussing the, the number. Okay, so if it's, and I think Calvin kind of addressed it, but I'll ask you too. So I was saying that it was supposed to thir- Wednesday evening until Thursday morning from like 9 to 6, it was supposed to be below freezing. Is there a certain number of hours when it's like when you see that you should, like if it's going to be, it's going to hit 32 at 6 in the morning, and at 7 o'clock it's going to be 35 or something. So it's like really the freeze part is an hour. Is, so is that we're in the business to sell pretty. Okay. Oh. So we automatically uh, take away 4 degrees. And because it could hit that here since we're open. Okay, yeah. So we make our determinations off of that. So when they call for 32, uh, at any point, we're going to cover. Okay. Even if they call for 34, 35, we're probably covering. Okay. Well, there's some plants, too, that you better start thinking about protecting them or moving them to protection when the 40-degree weather gets here. And, And then some, I guess, tomatoes, you wouldn't take. Yeah, but an hour of freezing mm. weather. Even that cold wind that we had would have done them in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was. Now my vincas are not. Hard, dude. 
My Vincas are not looking so good. Yeah. Will they come back? Uh, <laughs> not, not those, but they might have seated themselves. Oh, okay. That would be they the were in the bed. That's so the they best can... you can hope for is some seed. Okay. Do I, do I pull them out? Yes. Okay, I'll pull them out. Put something else in? Yes. Okay. Maybe you could try rooting My them. My Vincas, yeah. I, I knew oh. the answer to the question, but oh. it was. Maybe you can try rooting them, Matt. Rutabagas, what? No. Rooting them? Rooting them. From what? The Vincas. Cuttings? Cuttings? The Vincas from cuttings. Okay, why is he saying that with a smile on his I, face? I, I, I'm afraid <laughs> to find out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Because it would be interesting to try to root a dead cutting. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought he was heading towards Nirvana or something. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that is a variety of vinca that that's what you do. That's you right. You don't grow it by seed. You have to oh, it. okay. But yeah, it, I'm a little late to the game. He surprised me on that and went a different route. Can you uh, get Nirvana anymore? I f- for a long time, I could get it in hanging baskets only yeah. uh, out of Corpus. Yeah. But uh, after last winter... Yeah. We were lucky that, he, that they're still in business. Yeah. Much less have Vinca. Mm. All right, 210-308-8867. Let's take another quick break. While we do, give us a call. Tell us what's going on, what you're concerned about, what is going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Don't forget about deck and patio care by Barry Hagendorf. A deck and patio care that deck that you enjoy sitting on that you that helped increase the value of your home that that in, increases the uh, quality of life for you. It may be looking kind of a little bit dingy and drabby and gray. Go to deckandpatiocare.com because then you'll see. Uh, the before and after picture, and you'll see how Barry Hagendorf, when he says it really can look new again, it really can look new again. Uh, he does all kinds of things, including pebble stone cleaning and sealing, deck repair and construction, deck cleaning and sealing. But go ahead and look at it, because that picture is worth a thousand words that I could give you right now. I could do a thousand words. I could. Could you? Oh, yeah, I could, um, but I'm not going to, because I want you to go look at the could picture. You, could we get it? Comfortable first. Yeah, get a little comfortable. Take a, <laughs> yeah, a couple of pillows. Take, take a snooze, and then they'll still be talking about uh, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. DeckandPatioCare.com and 210-822-9147. And because someone wanted the number last time and I said it too fast, uh, you can call Al at the station, and he will give it out again if you were somewhere where you couldn't write that down. That's deckandpatiocare.com. Uh, but, yeah, if you've got a mobile phone, just look it up and give them a call right now. Did you say those decks are spo- not supposed to be gray? Uh, it is not supposed to be. It, they what get that color way. are they? They're supposed to be that rich brown. Oh. Did you, when, when you got the deck, what, what color was it then? That's did so, they tell you? They tell that's you now so long ago. He yeah, remember that's about that. forty years ago. Did they tell you now it's going to get gray? That just means it's seasoned. You're right. I exactly. Uh huh. Well, that's why I was asking. Okay, no. I thought gray was normal. No, it's it's 
Talk to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> was it supposed to be brown? It's supposed to be brown, like okay. it was when, when you got it. Mm. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. All right. I love <laughs> what some people write in uh, questions about. Uh, Neil Sperry has got uh, several questions this week. <clears throat> One of them, the question is, I have a sentimental attachment to this cactus. No. Oh. Now, if you have a sentimental attachment to a cactus, we need to work with you. Uh, you know, you can get a sentimental attachment to other things. Maybe they bloom. How can I save it? Okay. He got a picture of a cactus. Where is he from? Now, you know, we always... Is he from San Antonio? Dunstan. Okay. We always tell people, if you can't grow cactus, we can't help you. Mm-hmm. Uh... The only way to kill cactus is to be too nice to it. No, oh, overwater it, and that'll rot it out. Well, uh, but otherwise, just leave it the hell alone, you know. I was going to say if it gets too much shade, but generally they survive. Oh, until, yeah. They survive until they f- find a way to get some more sun. <laughs> uh, let's see. Neil says, as it looks like it might have gotten too cold at some point or possibly stayed too wet for a period of time. And he's betting that it was too wet for a time. That's, uh, we tell, have people moving in a new neighborhood and they have a uh, prickly pear coming mm-hmm. up in their, in their yard and they don't know how to get rid of it. And the way to get rid of it, you know, there's very few herbicides Especially that the homeowner can get that'll kill cactus. Yeah. Isn't that what the farmers have trouble with is that Yeah. They can't get rid of it. Yeah. Now the ranchers use uh they've got stuff uh chemicals that'll kill them. Okay. That'll kill them melting down. Speaking but, of that, I have a question but, for but you. All you have to do to get rid of them is water them thoroughly. Oh. A lot. Of course, in a drought, that's not always. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not always easy. Yeah. Or in, or in, a lot of our, uh, even our neighborhoods or in environments, it's not not easy to get enough water and get it out to where the cactus are, to use that as a. <laughs> but if for a specific plant or a few that are right close to the house, it's relatively easy. Mm-hmm. If you use the water trick. So, as I mentioned earlier, um, I don't know if I said it on the air or not, I was uh, in Guadalupe County in Seguin. All right, Seguin. Is, is that right? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure I got the county right. Uh, and we saw lots of, so we saw lots of pecans. Yeah. Uh, but we saw lots of fields with, you know, they just nothing in them as far as I knew. What do they grow in Guadalupe County in those those big fields? Well, uh, I, I think they grow some cotton over there. Oh, okay. And they grow grain sorghum. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what we call a grain sorghum. And I imagine uh, they, even they re- can grow winter wheat hmm. over there as well as uh, regular wheat. Seems like they ro- quite often rotate uh, uh, cotton with the sorghum. Yeah. Oh, sure. okay. 
Sure. Or, or plant sorghum for a few years and then cotton one year. Cotton's a tougher, tough thing to grow. And when I visited the Heritage Museum, I should have asked, but they, like, there were originally the town was called Walnut Creek before it was named after Juan Seguin. Hmm. Do they grow walnuts in Seguin? There's some native walnuts over there. Okay. But they're those little black walnuts, little hard black walnuts. Right, I've seen those. And uh, they're not the Carpathian or Persian walnut that you get out of California. And they're not the... Uh, black walnuts. Black walnut, yeah. Okay. But uh, uh, Bill McReynolds used to have some on his place in Wilson County, mm-hmm. some of the walnuts. And uh, so, yeah, they they uh, okay. they'll grow over there. All right. And if uh, someone wants to educate us, if you're listening and you're uh, historic, no, uh, we don't uh, want them coming. We don't want people from uh, Seguin calling us. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Why? They uh. seemed so nice when we were there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, was a, nice. there was a uh, article, and I can't I can't remember exactly where the location was. That somebody. Uh, I believe it was in Texas, but uh, eh, maybe in the southeast. But they had uh, sold a black walnut, and it was actually in the parks, the the border, and they wanted quick cash, and the black walnut was worth $12,000. Oh, Mm. yeah. And they sold it, and they they couldn't, the people that had taken advantage and sold it they couldn't understand why everybody was getting it's only a tree it's no. only a tree <laughs> and you know the the money was one thing but it was a huge black walnut mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of a f- feature of the park and yeah they, and they make veneer out of the yeah, gosh yeah that's a one yeah wonderful Beautiful. and uh i remember in the north in minnesota if you had Black walnuts. Oh, yeah. They, they were, it was really like a gold mine. Your, oh, reti- yeah. your retirement was made there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they come down and make a veneer out of them. Hmm. But uh, that's what that the the Kansas, uh, the Kansas State and uh, Forestry Department was founded on, on uh, uh, black walnuts. I said trees. Huh. Or, for propagating them and yeah. whatever, and the they individual trees have different configurations in the bark, and uh, that was one of Dr. Laura Shreves. Y'all hear me talking about all the time. Uh, that was one of his uh, major goals when he worked for the forestry department up there, was how to root uh, black walnuts that had that. Interesting, I think they call it uh, figure leaf. Figure leaf, uh, how to root those trees uh, so you'd have multiple figure leaves. They, they made it sound like the uh, craftsman that eventually got the wood, his career was made. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah, he, he would, I mean, he was just ecstatic, and of course, he had all, all the ideas and talked about the unique wood and everything yeah. and uh, was c- kind of like they uh, he didn't want to get blamed either you know <laughs> it was kind of like 
I can't. How do you? You couldn't expect me to be to resist. I mean, <laughs> you know. But gosh, yeah, yeah. They go for love. They d- they do that. They did that for uh, persimmons, and uh, they've got a beautiful wood too. And uh, they did that for persimmons in the southeastern United States. Uh, I bet if any of you were youngsters over in that area and you had a big persimmon on your place, you don't have it there anymore. Hmm. They probably sold it. Oh, wow. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Verde Road, right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 toll-free. It's 866-308 8867. Looks like we may have a call coming in, so we'll just kind of be cool, waiting for to hear who's on the line. Just kind of. <laughs> Did you get another question? <laughs> yeah, well, one question. Did you ever send Neil the pictures of Beck's Big Opera? Oh, I was going to tell you all that. I, uh, I looked for it, and uh, I guess I know I took it. Years ago. Oh, pictures? But it was on slides. Oh, no. And I looked on my uh, digital stuff, and I had a picture of he and Delphine by a extremely tall corn that he grew, oh. that he loved to grow. But uh, no okra. Okay. Did, did you find the slide? I could. Okay. You want to come have me look over out of no. ten thousand slides? No, you just need to bring all the slides to some place and have them uh, digitize it. I'll have to find a gold mine. I heard Dennis that. Prager talking about that all the time. Not that much. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I looked for it, but uh, it was on something. It was on the slides. Uh, Greg and I and a lot of people are in that situation. Dr. McKitchen and uh, Bill Welch and whatever got hundreds and thousands of slides that they can't use because of the digital age unless you get them scanned. And the scan is never as good as the original. No. So anyway. All right. Okay, what you got? Uh, we were talking about this person that had sentimental attachment to cactus. Yeah. And how can he save it? And Neil tells them how to root a cactus. Oh, okay. All you do is take one of the pads. I think any size will work. Uh, break, it up, break it off where it's attached to the prior pad that it's attached to. And uh, let it dry, let it super, what they call superize, uh, and let it dry for about two or three days before you let just lay it flat on top of a potting mix 
or if you want to, <laughs> when I was uh, back to Dr. Shreve, he was uh, uh, collecting pads of plants that had la large Napolitos, Napolitas, mm. no, the no fruits, the fruit. Oh, the and it's it's sold a lot in Mexico, and uh, people buy it from vendors on the side of the road. But he had collected some pads of large ones, and so he wanted he generously gave me some. And so I went and got paint brushes, uh, paint uh, sticks, paintbrush sticks, and stuck on either side of the cactus and put it in with the potting mix. I think I might have even been foolish enough to use a growth hormone on no. to root every single one of those stinking things rooted, took off growing, and took over the greenhouse. I mean... So they're easy to root and easy to propagate. Uh, however, some cactus, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, some cactus went through the freeze. I haven't looked at the, these uh, thornless cactus around here uh, to see if they froze back or not. But in most freezes, that particular uh, selection doesn't freeze, and uh, they. It was bred by uh, uh, who was a famous uh, plant breeder, uh, but we've got a catalog on PlantAnswers.com of cactus uh, plant uh, varieties, I guess, or selections that he he uh, propagated uh, that he thought that was uh, the answer to growing feeding cattle. In the, in the desert, in the hot desert areas, was uh, grow cactus. And uh, some of our people in West Texas have perfected that cactus growing. The prickly pears mm. taking their whole ranch. No, you oops. Know. So, but uh, he's it's not, he, not just in te Texas, it's in South Africa. Yeah, right. Lots of places all over <laughs> the world. And so. Uh, he developed uh, actually a bunch of cactus varieties. Some of the one that's around here is a thornless one. But don't be fooled into thinking that thing is thornless because it's got little little stickers on that fold on that uh, oh, the pad, pad that'll get in your hand. Can't see them. But uh, remember, Paul Cox used to yeah. for a while. Oh yeah, he done. Well, we'd be doing the show, what we'd be munching on them, and then just one of these. <coughs> what, <laughs> what, are, what are the thornless cactus called? I, I thought that was Napolitas. Is that not it? It could be. I could be. I, oh, yeah. The fruit is called tuna. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And Napolitas are the one that Paul used to eat. And he always used to get a, he'd be eating, 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 and I'd say, Paul, you know, he had Crohn's like I did. Yeah, and I said, Paul, that can't be good for your Crohn's. And it, that, he said, Oh no, this is good for it. Mm -hmm. And then he would chew <laughs> around, and then you'd look at him over there, and he would be raising his front lip, his top lip up, trying to get one of those little thorns out of his gum. 
that guy in the gum. He looked like an old horse. You ever see a horse gets <laughs> or a mule got something in their teeth, and they'll put their flap their lips back. Or, yeah, lips back. He used to make some dishes in meat oh, for yeah. meals. Oh, yeah. He'd cook them. Pretty good, yeah. And they grow, have to be grown in a greenhouse. And, and and Paul and I visited one of the greenhouses. I think it was out at uh, Leon Valley. That somebody had a greenhouse, and they were growing them and selling them for to HEB. I'm pretty sure. I'll be done. So uh, there was a they fooled with it for a while. But anyway, another another plant that's uh, easy to root. It says, I got a question in. It says, I have a planting of purple heart photo from last fall. Nice photo. Uh, I was told that it would survive the winter, but it looks like it has frozen. Will it still survive? You know, I've told, mentioned several times my neighbor that put a bed in her front yard of purple heart. And, uh,. <laughs> When they were planting it, I told them, I said, uh, I said, if you lose a plant, if one of these die, take it back to the nursery because you didn't get purple heart. You can't kill those things. They're cactus. But anyway, after the hard first hard freeze we had, it freezes them to the ground, flat to the ground. And uh, you think they're dead. And I... She was new to the air, and I went over and told her, I said, don't worry, they're coming back. back. <laughs> they're coming back, and they'll be prettier when they come back than they were when you planted mm -hmm. them. Because that young growth sprouts are uh, are uh, purple, you know, real pretty purple. We've got Lewis on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Lewis. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good morning, guys. Good hey, morning. The conversation this morning on uh, cactus, for, I had a question about avocado, but I was going to share a story because uh, some of us knew Lynn Lowry. And Lynn oh, had yeah. a big, had a, he had a place down in the uh, South Texas that he was co going to commercially grow cactus on. He had probably about three or four acres planted into it. And that hmm. was in his later years. I don't know what became of it, but he had, and, it, and I, I really never asked him how he was going to market it. I, I don't think it was for the nursery trade, but who knows with him. But I always thought that was interesting. If anybody would have found a, Nopalitas variety that would have been superior. It would have been that man. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Doctor Shreve was kind of like him, uh, not as intense, <laughs> but uh, uh, he they're they're definitely different tuna producing varieties. Right. Of the fruit. Right. And uh, as I remember, the Doctor Shreve used to say that there's the yellow ones. There's red ones and yellow ones and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All, all sorts of colors. But uh, he was interested in that, too. Uh, but uh, the guy that bred all those things are is right on the tip of my tongues. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, I never had uh, heard about Lynn being interested in cactus. He was interested in everything that grew. Yeah, he actually bought land down in South Texas 
just to grow cactus on, of all things. Huh. I mean, he had just a field of it, like a small farming opera, a horticulture type farming operation. But there's every bit of a couple acres of it that he had all oh, wow. the pads planted in the ground and everything. Yeah, and like <laughs> I said, I don't know whatever became of it because uh, you okay. know, he passed a couple of years later. But Doctor Shree was had, has, has spurred me. I have an article from 1991 and has Doctor Shree's picture with Opal Holland and the Holland avocado. You know, from Uvalde, the hardy avocado. That oh, he, yeah, he yeah, right, grown. right, right. Well, I've got that original Texas Horticulturist article from 1991 with Dr. Shreve and Opal in their yard with the, with the tree. And I was wondering, what, what, where is the state of, I would call it, uh, if you were guys were to recommend an avocado tree, what would you guys recommend? Plant it down south. Of, uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, Move to Florida. <laughs> there, there's been uh, lots of searches uh, after hard freezes of avocados that didn't freeze. Right. And Holland, the one in Holland, uh, called Holland, in Uvalde, oh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, went through some pretty severe freezes. Right. Uh, the people from the valley, because they were interested in growing avocados in the valley, uh, uh, I remember came up and uh, looked at these trees that had survived the freeze. Uh, and they, uh, uh, the pro- everything, everyone they looked at uh, seemed to uh, be in some kind of many uh, micro environment that uh, allowed them not to freeze or thaw slowly or something but anyway but uh dr dr shreve took cuttings uh, took took a bunch of cuttings of those things and uh, and i think the only guy that took those took up with those hard quote unquote hardy avocados uh, was a fellow in um, Divine? Divine. Yeah. In Divine. Yeah, Schneider. Yeah, Schneider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. And so uh, he's growing and propagating uh, hardy avocado. But none of the none of the selections that were taken uh, proved to be hardy in other locations. Okay. So there, there's no such thing as a hardy avocado, especially just like just like in this last freeze, you know, uh, Mr. Moore's citrus Satsuma crosses were supposed mm-hmm. to be uh, hardy, hardier mm-hmm. than, than the regular uh, Satsumas, but when the temperature gets down to five or six, what did it get? Three. Uh, it took them all. And right. that's what that's well, what's been that's what's happened to the avocados, Steve. Well, let's call a hardy in a normal winter, maybe not one of these once every <laughs> twenty year winters. Yeah, there you, you go. Twenty five. If you can get twenty five years of avocado, you you get ten fifteen years of production easy out of it. You know, good production. Yeah. Maybe not commercially, but for yeah, you know, yeah, homeowners. Home we yeah. we sell uh, we sell a lot of avocados here at Memberger's. And I think uh, they mainly grow the uh, the Mexican type avocado. They're supposed to be yeah. a little more hardier. But, I think uh, Joey or Pancho is actually Opal renamed. 
there, there's some right, there, right, I found right. it one time that it's right. it's actually the Opal Hall and Avocado, but they renamed it Poncho or Joy or one of those. Yeah. Who I did that? What, the what, Oklahoma people? Uh, probably somebody from Tennessee, one of those Tennessee uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> Tennessee wouldn't don't know you know how to spell avocado, you know. Use but, uh, A's. No, I just wanted I just wonder if there was any uh, updated research. I like I'm, I've always kept this article and scanned it in. Okay. So I wouldn't lose it. From ninety one when Norman Winter wrote it. He he had interviewed Lloyd, took his picture with right. the tree and yeah, yeah, it's a nice article, big article. Yeah. Uh horticulturist. But uh, they collected at least four or five of those avocados that mm-hmm. had gone through severe winter. Right. And, and uh, not nothing like we had last winter, but mm-hmm. uh, severe winter for that t- at that time. And okay. uh, they just it never panned out. And and the problem with uh, the Holland avocado. Uh, was that uh, the fruit wasn't good quality. That's words, what it, I've heard it, a lot of people complain about. It, was, it like... wasn't good enough quality to uh, to market. It didn't have the oil in it, so it tasted soapy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That's, That's what I've heard a lot of people talk about. I think we always had the feeling, too, we, we worked with the folks in Divine. Yeah. But. We always, you know, when they had the contest with the recipes and everything, they used other varieties rather than yeah. the varieties. And they sold they, California avocados yeah. rather than the quote unquote hard So it would be, be interesting uh, to make contact with them again and see what they're doing, how they're doing. Down oh, there. Lord, after last winter? <laughs> I can yeah. tell you I, how I they're think, doing. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think Schneider patented any of his varieties and he lost them to the public yeah. domain he, he I, I don't know if he's still in the business or not uh, I, but I, I know that somebody said that he didn't he take the time a, i know he had he a found. lot of problem with the cold weather yeah i don't i think the i don't think they're patentable okay yeah they were okay. there were there were seedlings to begin with but okay. uh I, I think even if they tried to patent them they couldn't and when we realized that uh, they weren't cold-hardy enough to survive, uh, what's the use? Right, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> the funny story about that was uh, <laughs> Dr. Shreve, uh, that you mentioned earlier, uh, used to root the avocados in his office there in Uvalde. Mm-hmm. And he would root them in milk cartons with perlite in there. And mm-hmm. he would stick cuttings in there, and those things would stay in there for months, months and months before they would root. And uh, so I'd go out there every time giving him hell, but uh, uh, they sure are quick rooters out here. You must have used a really strong hormone on them and uh, <laughs> give him hell about that. And <laughs> so finally... Uh, some of them rooted. One of them rooted. Oh, well, several of them rooted. And uh, he was all excited and he wanted to give me one because I didn't want one. But, you know, Dr. Shreve, you couldn't couldn't tell him no. So he, ga- he gave me one of those stupid avocados. Right. So I, I planted it right on the south side of the house, just stuck it in the ground 
and uh, where where I now have citrus, or had citrus, and uh, stuck it in the ground and just forgot about it, basically. And that stupid thing started growing. Grew over the eaves of the house. Uh, didn't have fruit for three or four years. But when it did have fruit, it had a lot of fruit. Hmm. So I didn't know mm-hmm. when to pick it. I didn't know when to harvest it. And I tried picking it, harvesting it green uh, before it got soft and all sorts of in-between green. And uh, then I also tried to just let it ripen on the tree. Mm-hmm. And when I got to eat it, it was like leather, mm-hmm. like leather. And uh, no quality at all. So I it had fruit almost every year. But I told Dr. Shreve, I'm sick of this thing. You know, I can't eat any of the fruit. And he said, could I get a few cuttings off of it for my, you know, the root? (laughs) I said, Uh I think I can work that out. So I backed my truck. Uh, That's when I could drive into my backyard. I backed my open-bedded truck into the, right up next to that tree and cut it off at the, Cut it off at the base and let it fall into the truck like a Christmas tree, ours and a Christmas tree. Tied it down, took it to Uvalde, the Dr. Shree. And I told him, I said, hey, I got some cuttings for you cuttings, out here. Sir. I got some cuttings for you out here. <laughs> and took him out there and rolled that tree off on the ground right by the greenhouse. And when I pulled out, when I left, you could see him in the middle of that tree, laying on the ground, taking cuttings. I said, hey, you need some more cuttings, I'll, I'll try <laughs> to work up another tree. But he was dedicated to trying to find a hardy avocado. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you, guys. You Bye-bye. take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210308 8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And uh, next Saturday, sounds like it's going to be a pretty day uh, with a high near 63. So, Listen uh, at you. So, uh, Making a prediction for next weekend? I know. i got the 10-day oh, forecast. You. Dennis, you'll have to send us your prediction. Are we freezing? Uh, but if uh, David's seminar is going to be in the greenhouse, if it's not, no, no, no. I think the low is like 50-something. Uh, okay. But uh, if not, it'll uh, be out in the amphitheater, and it sounds like it'll be a good day to come on out and give blood, too. Yeah. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I got a question. Yes. Uh, you got you received a question or you're asking us a question? Uh, January the 19th. Okay. Uh, let's see, when was that? A couple of days ago? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. 
And uh, the guy writes, uh, thanks. Oh, wow. Deal. Okay. He said, I just want to thank you for this great website. Talking about plantanswers.com. Wow. I found a solution here on plantanswers.com for my issue. And this comes from Joseph Dor, D-O-R, Dor, in Guana, G-H-A-N-A. Oh, in Ghana? Yeah. Okay. That's Africa, isn't it? <laughs> Calvin? Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> You're our African expert. And so I was curious, and I wrote him back, uh, thanked him for the good, kind comments, and asked him what was his issue. Mm-hmm. And it never got delivered. I got this notice a day or two later that said my mail hadn't been delivered. Oh, weird. So, anyway, I don't oh. know what his issue was, but I'm glad he found a solution. I bet he wanted to know what the rodeo tomato was for this year. <laughs> Would have been cool yeah. if it was, uh, you know, we've talked about the the sweet potato and oh, the yeah. yam issue. Yeah. And there was some other one that, we, that was a... Oh, I, I guess the the yams yam yammy went, went from very easy to grow, but no nutrition, or it, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of those kind of issues. But I don't know what he wanted. But anyway, All right. maybe he'll. You'll have to write him again. Maybe you typed in the name wrong or something. I maybe just the, said return. Reply. Oh, that's odd. Okay, that's odd then. I don't <laughs> I don't worry about trying to type in those questions. Well, I can't remember that that was uh, one of the countries that is having um, some limitations in their communications because of uh, uh, population questioning the uh, the government. I don't know. Oh. I don't remember if Ghana is a, has a problem or not. Okay, I hope you answered his question quickly. Okay, <laughs> he just thanked you. I ran a He's probably enjoy, enjoying those sweet taters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Oh, it's a great day out here at the farm. Good. Sun shining. How y'all doing? We're doing okay. What's going are on with you? you? In the, are you in the sunshine place out there on the porch? No, we're 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 protected from the sun. Yeah. We're not getting our vitamin D today. (laughs) I heard you guys talking about trees, and Jerry mentioned uh, microclimates. And when I was growing and selling fig trees, Grandma would ask me, she said, where do I plant this thing, James? And I'd tell her, you know where that hound dog sleeps in the wintertime on (laughs) on the side of the house where the wind ain't blowing and it's nice and warm? Yes, I know that. Well, plant it right there, uh, Granny. And that's called a microclimate. There you go. There you go. Is that right, Jay? That's right. (laughs) So So is it a hound hound climate? Yeah. Well, that's where the old dog sleeps. That's got, you know, he's out of the wind. He's got the sun shining on him. He's all happy. Absolutely. You just boot him out of the way and dig a hole and plant your fig tree right there, Grandma. And uh, so, that was the advice I was giving them. I, that'll work. So but I didn't did call it a microclimate. <laughs> well, uh, I have to show off my 
superior education. Uh, uh-huh. Well, you uh, PhDs and doctors, you know, you know all the good stuff. Oh yeah, us, uh, us we've gotten we all the good stuff too. Let's see, PhD, <laughs> professional hound, uh, <laughs> diagnoser, professional. PhD. Okay, so the first thing you recommend, James, is we all get a hound uh. <laughs> before we decide where to plant. Can we well, use West, we West Highland Terriers? Yeah, I don't know. What's that, James? I'm sorry. I was being silly. Sometimes the little dog will go out on that side of the house, you know, and kind of get in the sun, out of the wind, and start snoozing, you know. But when okay. you catch him doing that, boot him out of the way and mark the ground right there. Oh. And that's where you dig your hole for your citrus or your uh, avocado or your fig tree or anything that requires <laughs> A microclimate. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. The- Anybody that knows my little West Highland Terrier would know that it has me trained. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Let it in. Well, he doesn't yeah. bother with the microclimate. He comes in or goes out when he wants to. And then where you see Calvin sleeping in his yard yeah, yeah. under the tree in the sun without yeah. the wind, that's where you plant it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks Thank for you, sir. everything. Guys. Bye, James. Bye bye. Bye-bye. All right, Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. What's that? Is that Mark Peterson over there? It was. Where'd he go? There he is. Mark Peterson, get over here, man. All right. What? Well, uh, what's wrong with him? He never had been to Well, I think he's probably <laughs> hiding because there's been such a strange reaction to this these freezes that yeah. we're having. And you want to get a microphone? Maybe I should do this. Get a microphone. All right, you'll be professional. Oh, you can take a chair, too. Is is the cord too short? Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. (gasps) Oh, it's heck to be tall like that. (laughs) Hi, Milton. How are you? I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's been a while. What do you know? What's happening with Saws? Oh, Saws. Well, as Calvin mentioned, uh, uh, we were worried. Prepared for the worried and prepared for the worst. Okay, and it didn't quite happen. Good. That's okay. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. Uh, uh, y'all may have heard all our advertisements on, the, on various stations. Yeah. Not yeah. yours, but maybe no, I know. You You offer some technical assistance. Right. To we folks offer so a credit, seventy dollar credit, if they get a licensed plumber to fill out a form, which is online, or we can send it to you. And uh, you fill that out and send it back to us, and we will give you a $75 credit. So we were preparing for the freezes. We were making everybody aware of it. What? um, I know, Mark, I've been recommending people, and, of course, the the CPS uh, uh, tree planting rebate has Mm -hmm. been recommending that people plant uh, shade trees, too. Um, yeah, and when we have a conversation about that, they seem to have expanded the the term yeah. shade tree. <laughs> yeah, lemon, uh, Meyer lemons. <laughs> right. I, think, I think all three of us had some you can questionings get some, you can on get that. Well, some you, shade you, under a lemon tree. Yeah, barely. And Jerry, you can help me out. And Jerry <laughs> and I don't argue about uh, the uh, one that starts with an A. What What is that one? The uh, uh, no, that's an aqua. That was because because yeah, when when you when they've uh, given a, a rebate for citrus, you hardly worry about the aqua gets to be a big tree compared yeah. to citrus. So but, uh, yeah, so that 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 fall is for planting, and we can we consider fall and winter and early spring as the time for 
we're planting trees and other woody shrubs. We're getting a few, a few calls, which we haven't in a few years, about uh, should they, they got some, you know, they got some small trees and mm -hmm. should they plant them now or should they protect them until yeah, no, later in the like spring? Get them in the ground. Get them in the ground as soon as possible. It's always my, my theory on that. Uh, I like to get in in the ground. Now, now some fruit trees that are bare root. Yeah, yeah, I might want to. But of course, wanna, you may not want to yeah. plant your uh, lemon, your yeah. Mexican limes, well, early if you got an yeah. opportunity. Well, in the ground, there's <laughs> a, there's one we go. Mm, you know, let's find maybe a big pot that's movable, and uh, have you keep them in the ground that way? Have you stepped up and taken responsibility? Putting that lemon on there? No, I have not. You know, it wasn't know? my idea. Yeah, so, no way. so, so, Mark, yeah. We all know. so, I believe next week uh, an article will come out uh, from me saying what we learned from Storm Uri. <laughs> and I have all the plans that said we probably should avoid these ones and mm -hmm. cautiously be optimistic about these ones. And boy, I was totally wrong about this one. Can you guess which one that one was? Sago palms. That would be correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. You, you so, mean so you said kiss them goodbye? Is that right? Yeah. I, I, well, I said I, I went from 60% to 6% survival. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was just the opposite. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad. 6% died. I'm so. sort of glad they came back. Yeah. Because a lot of people were big time upset. Well, but I, mine it seems like mine was the only one that, that didn't come back. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> bit, bit the dust. Yeah, I think, I think uh, it was uh, nine out nine out of ten at the headquarters, Saul's uh, headquarters, that survived. This may not be uh, the the best question for you now because you're uh, not not in the in the forestry situation again. But uh, but I suspect that you've. Uh, kept alert to this but we, we just had a long talk about uh, uh, avocados has there been any development in terms of uh, cold hardiness uh, we were w wondering about the divine group over there yeah. if they, have you no, no yeah I know because we you know we all three of us used to go there once a yeah. year all four of us uh, mm -hmm. uh, we'll well, go there uh, once a year and, and uh, hold a, hold a uh, off site Conversation, radio conversation, mm -hmm. and um, but I haven't been in touch with them for okay. a long time, and, so and I don't know anything about it. But remember, I, I do my cold hardiness shopping at HU, at Central Market. I find there that to go. be the the best uh, t for uh, <laughs> for cold hardy avocados. <laughs> yeah, you know, you remember the the cold hardy avocado fruit that he used to bring in and have on display. Do you remember that? Talk about mealy substance. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Mark? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. And and it when my office was on the uh, on the Riverwalk, um, yeah. there were two uh, avocados there, and they're quite big, and they did produce fruit. Fruit, but it was totally inedible. <laughs> yeah. Except for the squirrels <laughs> and the rats that would be down there. When yeah. you see a squirrel out there, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a problem. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to talk about um, small trees because Calvin's article is about That's right. Small trees. It is. Well, guess what? My article is going to be next week. Small trees? It's going to be small trees. Oh. Oh, what so, I, what, so I thought I read it this morning. 
uh, over my eggs, and I said, wow, great minds think alike. <laughs> what uh, did you talk about? Is there going to be an emphasis or anything? Sorry? Oh, have you got any kind of... Oh, uh, no, no, all the ones that you covered, plus um, Mexican Buckeye, and let's see, did you cover Mexican Plum? Yeah, I, I think we Mexico just mentioned Raleigh. it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, me- Mexican Plum and, and Mexican Buckeye. And, oh, Mexican Buckeye. And Red Buckeye. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did you mention Mexican Olive? No, I did not. Okay. No. That was the one I did not recommend. Oh, okay. Or mention. You know, my me- the Mexican Olive got hit again by the by the the freeze we just had of course yeah, it, yeah, you know it, it had recovered grew about <laughs> 20 feet after the the, the yeah have it was February dead freeze. and then he had all these sprouts coming yeah, up and the leaf, yeah. and of course the leaves were as big as footballs yeah and, and uh, there it was you couldn't cover it it was too big and yeah. too unruly <laughs> yeah. and there it was just susceptible for this you know 29 degree and 30 degree freezes out there so it all all the leaves are are <laughs> frozen off of it again i wonder how it's the one by the alamo yeah it's called chipper food chipper food you cut it and put it in the chipper feed hmm. that chipper <laughs> but they uh i wonder if the one at the front of the alamo made it uh, came back. I believe that one. I, I ask. I keep asking. I believe that one has passed. Yeah, they passed oh. I think they cut. That I think out. it passed on about six years ago, or six or seven, maybe 2011. Is that the last? No, it's Let's see, 2013, mm. something like. That. Well, you know, it was always on the news as the last big freeze. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so. coming. It's coming back. It always comes back. It uh. kills the ground. Kills. And it always comes back from the ground. I've got pictures of it. Oh, yeah, I do, I do too. That's But I keep asking. With I the get m- flag, a yeah, Texas flag yeah. in the background. Uh, nice composition. Huh? No, it's it's a good composition. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, the, absolutely. You got the tree in the lower left-hand corner and then the, tr- yeah. and the flag in the right. Have and you, um, uh, para- we talked about Paracantha last and yeah. uh, oh, Trace was mentioning frozen. that the yeah. it's not on the nursery market yeah. anymore. Have you got any kind of reaction to Paracantha and uh, oh, it's its situation? Paracantha, we hardly knew ye, yeah. huh? but we hardly knew ye. I think I think you uh, thought they would they would all we wouldn't come back, right? You said that. I, I, I don't know. It's not a, it's <laughs> not a favorite plant. Oh, okay. It's an invasive plant. It's been on the invasive list for for years now. And um, it's kind of one of those benign invasives. Oh, okay. You don't, you yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a, it's kind of invasive, but not real, real bad invasive. I, I so. just wish the ones I had planted in my landscape would survive, let alone invade, invade any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they were they always yeah. thought of them as so attractive, and of course the birds well, yeah. love the. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, I it, correct myself. It's kind of a benign invasive. If okay. Uh, wasn't it's a non-native plant with some invasive characteristics have we have <laughs> we ta- have we talked to you mark about uh, your uh, uh, chinese pistache reaction to it jerry has had an experience where <laughs> yeah uh, what's her experience 
<laughs> it's uh, in my yard, recent. in my ditch behind my house. It's very invasive. So, yeah, <laughs> over the years, I went back and looked uh, 25 years ago, and and I have a recommendation for places like Dorado, but I still said only the males. I went, huh, look at that. I was, I was very prescient, prescient. Yeah, I knew that. So the further west you go, the less likely it is invasive. However, if you remember October or November of, of last year, we start. We had a conversation on this. Oh. Well, we had a conversation. On now this. look at that. Look at us. We're, we're, we're both over seventy. Yeah, Do you think I know. Well, I'm, I'm getting close. Was that yesterday? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had. We all. Had, we had a conversation on the radio. And I was like, you mentioned the fact that it's invasive in your yard. Yeah. So I was taking a walk over at Comanche Lookout and walking around, and I'm like, gosh darn it, look at Because I didn't, th- I didn't think it was very invasive in this area except in locations. Yeah. So I was on the trail, and I saw all these red, red, <laughs> red shrubs. And I went, oh, well, let's look at those. Wouldn't you know it? They're all per se. They're all per se. Well, a good portion of them were per se. And I'm like, no, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this when I'm wrong. <laughs> well, hey, uh, hey. So, yes, so we do have certain areas, and I don't know why that area was. But, I but, but I firmly believe you when you say that, yeah, it's in, uh, in uh, when you get sources of water, that collection of water, that and tallows. They always like um, those little mm-hmm. banks of water. We always had over at Aldridge, you know, go out towards Aldridge. Yeah. And uh, we go, oh, look at all those tallows and all the banks or all their, their water systems that they'd have. Oh, they yeah. Had, it was just chock full of pota- uh, towels. And he'd get really mad at them, old man. Hey, Aldridge. we need to take a break. So 210-308-8867. Give me a break, man. I'm going to give you one right now. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. The Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Al featuring... Uh, birthday music today, Shelly Fabre, uh, born on the 19th. 19th yes. She did. That's, wow, it's like I'm hearing her again. Yeah. She did, right? I don't know. I, we don't really know. <laughs> <but> I <laughs> Milton plays up, all yeah. dead people on here. No, not, not entirely. It's not like your stories. <laughs> you know, when Dr. Sims and I, we, well, he's dead now. <laughs> hey, we used to work, Dr. Sims and I used to work with Dr. Fisher. He's, he's dead. He's dead he's, no, he doesn't say he's dead. No, he's, he's passed. He's passed. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Mark's here with us. He's alive and kicking. Um, but, yeah, you said there were some changes in the... Uh, uh, Yes, it's not only just to see you wonderful oh, fellas. Talk about trees. Uh, talk about trees. And well, we appreciate wa- that. Thank wander you. down memory lane. 
um, for what it is. Our, our memories are all <laughs> getting bad. Lane short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short. Uh, lane with a, with a steep. Uh, they've closed. And it's, kind of, the it's kind of a circle, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so there's, we've made some uh, major changes to our, our, our coupon program. Okay. And uh, I know uh, Trace and the other staff will be happy to hear this. Uh, we made some uh, changes to the coupon on the rewards program. Uh, the landscape coupon is still going just the way it is. We put a hiatus on the patio scape coupon. But the rewards, uh, if you remember, there were restrictions on the 30 50 and $70 rewards coupons. Uh, for instance, on 30 you could only, you could only buy a rain barrel or garden tools. Mm. And on the 50 it was mulch. And on the 70 you could do anything except fertilizers, pesticides, okay. and rocks. Uh, we've eliminated all those. No. Oh. So you can use whatever you want except for the fertilizers, pesticides, and rocks, rocks. for any for the thirty, fifty, and seventy. Oh, okay, that's a big uh, difference. That's a big yeah. Um, now there are some twenty-one rewards coupons still floating around because there's a ninety-day term limit on those. Uh, oh. So those will those are still in effect with the restrictions until the ninety days has passed. But anything, any kind of coupons that were issued. From now on this year, they will not have any restrictions on those. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. And then let's see, anything else? I, I saw an article you wrote in uh, the newsletter. I'm trying to remember what it was about. Um, it was. Uh, it was so it must, have, must have been impressive. Yeah, it, I know. No, no, Thank I'm you. To think. Well, <laughs> I was reading it. It came in the Millburgers newsletter. And then at the bottom, it had kind of your name as the author of it. And it's like, oh, that was cool. Um, <laughs> and I gave Trace permission to use anyone. That oh, okay. There, so I, I'm not. So it could sure. be anyone. I'll have to yeah. go look and see. But yeah. anything new else? Else exciting at Saws? Anything going no. on with you? Anything yeah. new in the tree department? Anything? No. no I'm, um, okay. I just, I just did a, a San Antonio Men's Garden Club program last month, or earlier this month, I should say. And again, it was what we learned. From Storm Yuri, uh, as well as, uh, again, I, I steal stuff from Kelvin all the time. Mm. But I had uh, uh, an article that I written a few years ago, plus he had, Kelvin had just written one, Care of the Christmas Gifts. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like the Amaryllis and everything. So I talked about that as well. Cool. Yeah, so kind of combined. It's amazing. But wait, wait, where, where is this newsletter and where might I get it? But the Millburgers newsletter is go to right. millburgers.com. The Saws newsletter. The weekly Saws newsletter can be uh, received by, at sign, by signing up at gardenstylesanantonio.com. Okay. And, and you don't have to be a Saws customer. No. Okay. No, they, we did a little chart of where we have customers, where we send it. Oh, I'm sorry. Where, where we send it out. Yeah. And it's all across the country. Oh, was, was Ghana? There? Jerry's big in Ghana. No, I didn't. didn't <laughs> I had one in Luxembourg. Well, no, okay. But, you got any uh, people emailing but, but you from Luxembourg? Nobody in Ghana. No. Okay. Jerry I, know, I know a lot of Cameroonians, but uh, <laughs> not uh, no, nobody in Ghana. Okay. I'm just telling you. He was, he was bragging on his Ghana connection earlier. No, I, I heard it when I was driving. Up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
I was yeah. trying to get back to him to see yeah. what he yeah. how did we he, have. Did he want your social security it. number or was he no. or your bank account to no. deposit his? Uh, he okay. was royalty, probably. <laughs> What's that? He was royal. I'm sure he was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what? I've noticed. No, you have a chance to run, Mark. You can run if you need to. <laughs> go, go, go. Neil Ferry has been writing a lot about the tree, da- the oak tree damage done up north. Did we have any done around here? No. Oh, yes, we have. I take that back. What is oak tree damage, Mark? Okay. Is so uh, uh, the oak trees for damage. You probably noticed this. This, was, this occurred in uh, February of last year, and then it continued on and got worse for some live oaks. Mm. What would happen? Uh, what happened was uh, they had a massive dieback on parts of the branches, and then they would shoot out all these little sprouts all over the, the tree. And so some, and then the, some of those little sprouts that were immediately after the freeze then died in the summertime. So you had this tree with all these sprouts all over it, and then some green, some dead. All over. And it was a lot more to the north than, than yeah, for us because yeah. when you get north live oaks, that goes well beyond the range. Uh, oh, okay. So that happens more in the Metroplex. And, so, and then Neil's based in the Metroplex, so he sees it. Hmm. And uh, the bar, they had bar, split bark. Split, bark split. Well, yeah. So, so, so yes. I have seen I see it on on my way into work every day a few trees but you get to the point now where you don't see it as much um hmm. those sprouts which were alive have gra- gradually taken over those that were dead okay then uh, Texas red oaks really the the same thing you could see yeah. it um now I saw it more on Schumard oaks rather than our native Texas red oaks hmm. um yeah there was some well I took Took a, sh- a Schumard red oak down at at uh, our headquarters because it was bad. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Well, mine sh- showed one of them showed the, a lot of damage from the February freeze, but now it looks just like it's back to normal. Yeah, it's actually what Neil and I have said was is wait one more year, spring of twenty twenty two. Let's see what it looks like. All right, we're going right, to begin. I can run. Okay, we're going to begin to wrap it up now. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of what else. Oh, um, well, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait till I see you the next time. Because you and I both walk in the parks. Uh, you know, we walk, and I see these trees that are next to other trees that are nice and green, and they're just gray and yucky, and, ha- and I'm wondering if that's oak wilt. Uh, and they've got lots of... Uh, what, Oh, okay, we'll discuss where in a minute. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break and come back in a moment. You'll listen, we'll actually come oh, back we tomorrow. Come back. No, we have to come back tomorrow. I'm See looking. you then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.